Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 386 and today we'll be talking about the Susie and her sister episodes from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Hot corn, get your hot corn. One for a penny, two... Ah, I don't know the rest. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Isn't it two for a Jenny? And I've never paid for anything with a Jenny, which would explain my inability to remember it easily. Uh, wow, this was a really uh, surprising trilogy of episodes. Was not prepared. Very heartbreaking. This one makes me sad. They, I, I couldn't believe that they pulled out another backstory for Susie that goes even farther back in time. They knew exactly what heartstrings to pull because I have had since I was born a string in my heart uh, representing Susie aged at like two or three years old um, that was ready to just be tugged out and cause some very severe pain in my chest that I'm going to see checked out next week. Uh, I've rewatched these episodes the most of any Summer Camp Island episodes, which is to say I really haven't even rewatched Summer Camp Island like at all. So it's kind of crazy. But uh, these were just sad. And I was like, oh, I have to show these to my partner immediately because they're so sad and they haven't even seen the show <laughs> at all. So, um, yeah, it's it, it was cool to introduce Mildred and to get a greater sense of London circa a long time ago. And finally get the story of... Early 17th century. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a different world, and it's a world that's much more like ours, which we've had hints of the idea that Summer Camp Island's Earth shares a very similar uh, geopolitical history to ours. And uh, that does seem to be the case as far as London and the U.S. and a little bit of the history of these witches and sort of the... Um, the even, you know, immigration patterns of potentially, you know, not maybe religious zealots, but those who at least don't like witches <laughs> heading off to the colonies. I absolutely loved the name of their pamphlet. Witches scare me, and so can you. <laughs> uh, yes, while still remaining, uh, still still retaining that lovely Summer Camp Island uh, flavor of, of goofiness. Uh, poor Susie had to go across the Atlantic on a boat filled with third wave pilgrims. Ugh, poor girl. That's the worst thing to happen to her in that episode. Right, not losing her parents and then losing her sister and also losing her ability to grow both uh, physically and emotionally. Her adoptive mother figure as well. Yes. She even lost Rachel. Not a loss. Uh, not a loss of Figgy <laughs> pudding at all. Did love Rachel, though. Great, great character to throw in there. And Nameless Ghost. Ah, yes, Mildred's friend, yes. Mildred's friend. The, uh, the one ghost to come out the other end. Of course Mildred's ghosts don't come from burps. It had to happen. It was an inevitable conclusion of bodily gases. Okay, so I have a, I have a question for you, like, with Mildred, it's always frogs, 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 frogs. Except when she's storming through the wilderness, she's turning everything into rabbits. I don't get that. That has to mean something, though. I haven't, I haven't figured out the pattern yet. And this is a, oh, this, these three episodes have patterns in them that I just noticed. They do. Well, the problem is we don't know enough about what happens later to Mildred. I feel like. You know, bunnies have an association with magic, with the the classic magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat. 
Uh, Mildred's powers go off the deep end here in a in an uncontrolled way. She doesn't just turn people into frogs. She, you know, turns their heads upside down and turns people's turns arms into, into hands. Yeah. And the hands and the feet thing sticks with them for a long time. Well, having your head upside down is pretty bad, too. Or somebody's neck becomes a spring. What Mildred does is uh, pretty serious. Nobody was complaining about that. A hundred and, a hundred and so years later, they're still whining about the hands and feet. It's pretty disturbing and ruins your life. Although I'd imagine having your eyes where your chin are would be pretty bad, too. Mm, yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah, Mildred's storming. I, I don't know what it means. I don't know why everything would become rabbits afterwards, because it'd be just as easy to draw frogs. Maybe we should be looking for rabbits. She switches back to frogs later, so it's like she's she does rabbits when she's angry, but frogs normally. I mean, I guess you could say she's hot-blooded, so she needs a, a warm-blooded animal when she's, when she's angry. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's actually a decent stretch, you know? Good flexibility there. I don't know. I don't know. You know, everything is intentional, especially when it's drawn, you know, but I... I, I didn't get a sense of why hmm. I was much more focused on how sad it was that well well not just sad Mildred is you know just this child now parentless has a terrible aunt and sister is you know not getting her even though you know she's just a child who is kind of throwing a temper tantrum and is confused about her powers but like at the same time she is actually destroying the town and the townspeople of a Pretty good reason yeah. to be upset that there are people with magical powers who can just, like, completely disrupt their bodies and lives in uh, deeply horrifying and destructive ways. Yeah, but this isn't a world where witches are rare, though. Like, you know, Susie encountered just three teen witches walking down the street who just, you know, think they're cooler than her, but, like... You know, witches are all over the place in this world. It must not be common for them to be disruptive. Right, I don't think witches were bad, right? Because we saw Susie in the New World still cooperating with all sorts of townspeople as a witch just fine. Yeah. And that was a world in which apparently there were even, you know, pilgrims coming over that were very much against witches. So the culture was not homogenous in their hatred, you know, for for witches. Yeah, and even with the even with the Mildred thing, there were witches as part of the riot. So that wasn't an anti-witch riot. That was an anti-Mildred riot. And Mildred is the one most remembered by Harvard, you know, hundreds of years later. Oh, yeah. I mean, they seem to be pretty iffy on uh, witches, as we'll see with Professor Elliot. But, you know, they have their own reasons to be pretty iffy about Professor Elliot in particular. But yeah, Harvard seems to remember witches poorly, uh, Mildred especially. But most people seem to get over the witch thing pretty quick. It, yeah, I was not expecting it. The funny thing about this backstory is, while it does literally explain some things about Susie that we didn't know before, her how she gained, you know, immortality in the first place, where she got her the star, you know, on her brooch, uh, that's, you know, cool information. But honestly, I wasn't expecting this at all i mean her early family life her origin it's pretty crazy to me that uh you know it's not really hinted at in any way it's just this you know later season of summer camp island is just dumping these trilogy episodes on us and i find that to be a very fascinating pattern it's such a delightful surprise <laughs> i mean i had suspected that susie and mildred 
had a close connection because if you look in the second season episode, Meeting of the Minds, where she tells the story of Mildred for the first time, if you look at the look at the shadow in the doorway, that that, that hair, that just that whole silhouette makes me think Susie. And then, you know, the way Ramona says, oh, and stop hammering on about Mildred. It's like, you know, you get the impression that Susie cares about Mildred more than anyone else does. So those two work together to say, yeah, they probably knew each other. And what do you know? They were sisters. But it's such classic Adventure Time setup of, we'll mention it in that one season two episode and then never again. And I forget all about the importance of it. No, no, they mentioned her again in season three. What? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one too. They're so sneaky. This show feels sneakier to yep. me. The the mayor, when uh, Susie is complaining about replacing Mallory with a steam crane, he's like, need I remind you about Mildred? Wow, the hints are everywhere. See, I think this is the difference of Summer Camp Island is a show I'm watching without a fandom. I mean, it has a fandom, but I'm not there. Whereas... Most cartoons that I've been long-term invested in, I was there on the on Reddit and on Twitter and on like fandom, like being right there as the articles were edited after every episode, you know, and watching like discussion pages about, you know, talking about character backstories and stuff. So it's it's weird to just be on my own (laughs) for for this, which honestly, the at least the times I have looked online, Summer Camp Island has seemed to be a little less talked about, too. Which is, you know, whatever, unfortunate. Although maybe it's, I haven't looked, like, if HBO has been helping that at all. Because it's obviously a somewhat thriving show, given that it just keeps trudging forward with plenty of more episodes. Uh, You know, it seems to be doing the streaming service well, compared to other Cartoon Network properties dropped as soon as they, you know, started this whole HBO streaming thing. Yeah. But, so since you're talking about being alone in the fandom, I haven't seen anyone mention these, but since you say this is the fourth time you've watched the episodes, did you notice all of the, the symbols in the background? The first yes! thing I noticed yeah, like was, the fences. Uh, it was a tattoo on her father's arm. The, the one that I, really, the, that I really noticed made me start paying attention is in Susie's room, it's like a raindrop, a planet with a ring, and what looks like hills. And it's like, oh, that's gotta mean something. Yeah, there's weird symbology. Yeah, her father's... The fact that her father had, like, a uh, male gender symbol or something on his shirt, and then the when when running through downtown London, Susie passes by this fence as she's, like, searching for Mildred. Yes, there was a fence. I remember that one. That has a triangle, triangle constellation thing. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't... I don't get that yet, and... What, are they going to have three more seasons to hide that? I know in OKKO these were codes for the video game, so maybe, maybe Summer Camp Island video game confirmed. <laughs> oh, I can dream. I don't know. Yeah, you're you're right that that is pretty suspicious, but this is not the show I would have expected that in. Um, even Adventure Time didn't do, like, background symbology. That's That's pretty much exclusively a gravity falls situation maybe the closest i can think in recent history is steven universe's gem language which you could occasionally interpret the meaning of uh, when have we ever successfully translated gem glyphs I, people um, have tried and i never saw the, them do it i'm thinking the homeworld kindergarten for some reason i feel like it's confirmed mm. what um some of the words designating the different in the underground kindergartens they were like, I don't remember if it was like east or west or somehow 
But I swore I read that those had actual um, meanings. I'm sure all of the gem glyphs don't have actual meanings. Like, you know, the uh, Sky Arena, where there's several, like, ancient gems depicted. I don't know if those columns actually say anything or not. Yeah, that's the question. I think there was some speculation that the statue of a sword that they have in front of the temple just says sword on it. I think there was speculation about that. I could be remembering wrong. That's pretty silly to write the word sword on a sword. (laughs) If you were a gem. There are some people. Pearl is the kind of person who would label everything. And she (laughs) is part of Obsidian. So that's true. I can't say it's completely out of character. The only thing that makes me think it would be wrong is Pearl would be much more specific than just sword. (laughs) But she is only one part of the fusion, so who knows? So mysteries I don't think that are that deep in this episode, unlike Hey Arnold, where a set of parents who go exploring for some problem and then go missing forever, unlike that show where, you know, you could have a movie, whatever, 12, 14 years later and, you know, Arnold can find his parents again. Unless uh, Susie's parents found an immortality potion in the frozen north, they're super dead. That's pretty um, disheartening. Yeah, but I guess Susie kind of grew away from him. Yeah, yeah. Now she just gets to think about Ramona, which is crazy because this poor character is just coated in layers of reasons to grieve. Very unusual for this world (laughs) where everything is. There's a very, um, again, the like, is it a, is it a, Adventure Time was very stoic. It had these like elements of stoicism in it where, you know, Finn had to accept these harsh realities of the world in a very, uh, you know, he, he took it on in a very plain way, you know, it just accepting the reality around you, very Pendleton Wardian. And <laughs> I don't know if that is some of the same philosophy influence here. I know it's just like drawing lines back and forth feels so easy sometimes, but I don't, I feel like Summer Camp Island is much more emotive about it. So there are these layers of bad things. And I feel like Ramona gives me the vibes of more, someone who's more stoic. She accepts these things that go on. She'll go live with the time babies, for instance. And it's just, you know, a thing that happens. And, you know, she misses Susie, but she doesn't handle it the same way that Susie does. Yeah, I mean, just, just remember the, Susie is suffering because we just three weeks ago talked about Betsy and the Ghost, which might as well have been renamed a town called Repression. Well, exactly. Stoicism doesn't mean repressing and avoiding things. It's kind of what the ghosts offer you, right? Just processing things as they are. Yes, Susie does not accept anything. Exactly. She she (laughs) denies she has a problem. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting to watch how Susie will, you know, eventually face these things, if it will be a journey similar to Finn's or if there'll be some other kind of lesson, because there are other ways for it to go, right? Steven Universe was not a show about accepting many things as the way they were, (laughs) you know, like it's about radically transforming them if you if you can put your hand in things. It's about hugging everyone until they see the light. Yeah. And I mean it also portrays the consequence and the pain that comes with trying to take on a challenge such as that, you know, in either case, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see these shows explore these things that are not the lessons directly for children, you know, <laughs> like there are, there are simpler lessons, but the, but the greater themes are, you know, I don't know, kind of impactful. 
even when you're not a kid. Now, now I'm just imagining a series of shorts called Susie Says, where Susie gives terrible life advice to the viewer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can see her straightforward advice. We're going to have to work in a that's no good. <sighs> Too bad Julia Potts getting out of the animation game. That would be hilarious. <laughs> well, wait, is this news I don't know about? What do you mean? Oh yeah, she's uh here, let me let me dig up the post real quick. Do, 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 do. But yeah, she posted on her Instagram that Summer Camp Island is uh the episodes, there there are unreleased episodes, we don't know how many, but those unreleased episodes are all there is ever going to be. Yeah, let's see here. She says blah 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 blah. Moving forward, I'm excited to try my hand at writing children's books, collaborating with friends, and napping. And she did not use an Oxford comma there. So Room for improvement. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, okay. Um, that's news to me. This is ooh, the kind of thing that happens when you are not actively engaged in a fandom and you show up to podcasts to talk about this show casually and then you find <laughs> out that the creator is not necessarily um, at least piloting the ship anymore. Curious to know what that means overall. Well, I guess technically, yeah, she did just say tomorrow that she did just say it's her last day on Summer Camp Island. She didn't say that the show had wrapped production, but she did imply that because where she says because of the lengthiness of animation production, there are more episodes still to be released. So that's implying that Summer Camp Island ends with her involvement. I mean, I could, you know, I can understand that. I, I can be skeptic of it because Adventure Time has run plenty of episodes and are basically completely new creative lead after after pendleton you what know? is uh well i mean M- mudo right adam mudo yeah yes yeah. he's, he's one of the one of the squad it's not like he's a completely new face no he was there at the beginning but he wasn't the executive producer at the start i don't think it's it's like if they called matt burnett and ben levin back to make a, a new steven universe series it's like you know they're, they're not rebecca sugar they're not ian jones cordy but you know, they were there. They were important figures. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I Surprisingly, I think Summer Camp Island just works really well for HBO Max. And I, I don't know. There's something. The episodes are just very consumable. Maybe this fifth season relies a lot more on you having seen, you know, previous yeah. seasons of the show. But for the most part, a lot of it is just you can just dive into an episode and just have this very pleasant experience. Yeah, season five is when they really hit the the story arc game. I mean, they already had the story arcs in season three, but at least they would still they they still framed the backstory as well. Here's a story being told in the present day. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays it's just like, nope, nope, backstory time. Let's fill in some gaps. Good thing Miss Mary was there for Susie and uh, Mildred. She at least made Mildred's dream come true. Um. Yeah, to be a hot corn girl. Maybe not to, you know, irrevocably lose her sister, lose uh, yeah, yeah. her way, lose everything. But she got to be a hot corn girl for a couple of years. That's that's not nothing. Miss Mary is a, a really sweet character. Loved the voice actor. Yes, I loved everything about her. Yeah, I mean, Susie, you know, has all this built up in her mind about her gibbous right. And it's so funny. I'm not exactly sure which type of teenage to adulthood experience that you know, it's, it's supposed to be analogous to, but the way that she just says, oh, yeah, you know, me and my friend did it in the loo while hiding out <laughs> for some people, you know. For a bunch of bobbies. A bunch of bobbies. 
I I just thought that was hilarious and cute, and uh, you know, it's it's nice that I mean Susie could get this done, but I wish someone had told her sooner to not build it up so much in her mind and yeah, you know, make her lash out at Mildred. But you know, honestly though, it's so sweet how Susie is so um respectful and kind to her sister for all the rest of the moments that we see with her, you know. Getting her life a little messed up or, you know, Mildred doing little weird things. Susie's still so nice to her, still goes out into the Heathers to play with her. You know, she is a supportive sister. This one lashing out is the start of a Susie we're more familiar with, who is just angry and bitter all of the time. But it was not always so. Yeah. Poor, uh, poor Susie. I mean, the, the may irritate close loved ones warning on the bottle happened a lot quicker than Susie probably thought it would. (laughs) I did like the bottle also said stunts all forms of growth, a very succinct yep. way <laughs> to uh, let us know that, you know, Susie's lack of character growth is uh, not just of her own accord. By design. Yeah. <laughs> also terrible. She immediately regrets it after drinking it. Yeah. Well, yeah, she only drinks half of it. So hopefully that means it's starting to wear off. She can get some better immortality that allows her to grow as a person. Right. But not die because I was about to say. You're saying that's a good thing. Finally, she can die. Yay. <laughs> yeah. She needs to grow up a little. Like, why would you want to be 15 forever? Like, 25 forever, 35, 45, but not 15. Yeah. 55 is probably a little too much, but there's a <laughs> wide range of good ages. 15 is not in those ages. Uh-huh. Sound off in the comments if you're a 15-year-old that just got, like, really upset and hung up the podcast because you were listening on a live <laughs> oh, telephone call. Good grief! If they were gonna, if, if they were gonna stop listening to us because of how I feel about uh, teenagers, they would have quit a long time ago. I remember saying some unkind things in some amphibia podcasts, which <laughs> Anne totally deserves, by the way. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm just, I'm just reminded of uh, Rick. Geez, you really are 16. <laughs> yep, I just like that. Uh, you know, the teenage protagonists of these shows are clearly representative of how i feel about an entire group of people through all time periods anyway guys that's it for us on Susie and her sister join us next week until then i'm gc13 and i'm david and i probably shouldn't know your address but if you are the 100th reviewer of this podcast uh wherever you listen to podcasts maybe some hot corn is coming your way I really don't know how to make it um, or, you know, ship it. And again, I really don't want to know your address. But uh, yeah, basically just review our podcasts. Thanks. (laughs) Later, everybody. (laughs) Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.